subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Garrett and Matt are here, and we have another amazing topic for you today. And actually, this is going to be very useful for a lot of you who have recently attended an installation. So Garrett put out a post in our Facebook community asking, topics, what do you got? And you guys responded incredibly. And we have a whole list of new topics along with the topics that we already had on our list. So we probably got another 10 years of the show to go. (laughs) So I hope hope you're okay with sticking around for us for a while. (laughs) And if you're not in our Facebook community, go check that out. There's over 11,000 amazing people in there. Go to Facebook, search The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find us and join in, ask your questions, connect with other members, answer questions, add value. That's all we ask is to just be a great ninja while you're in there and you're going to have a good time. Is that right, Garrett? Even if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't really like podcasts. Don't worry about that. Skip that part. You don't have to go. Sorry. You don't like Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, why would right you now, be listening to this if you don't if you're like listening, Sorry. You're listening right now. I can't. My, it's a long day, man. We are recording in the evening right now. Uh, even if you're listening, and you're like, I don't like Facebook. It's okay. Don't worry about that. Just go check it out. Skip all the other stuff. Just go to the group and see who's there. And you'll have fun. I promise. Turn off your entire feed of everything else and just leave the Ninja Selling Podcast community group in your feed and you'll be good. Yeah. Just go there. Yeah, just just even just set that as your default homepage. And if you need the URL because you didn't listen long enough into our prior episodes, just go back. Facebook.com slash groups slash the Ninja Selling Podcast. Oh, man. Well, maybe we should um, topic, get, into, topics, get topics. into the topic of the day. Drum roll, please, Garrett. Oh, you're throwing it at me. All right. So our topic today, which I really like this one that came out of the group, which was, okay, so here I go to an installation. I go attend the four days. I learn all this great stuff. I come back to my life. How do I do this? <laughs> How do I start? Where do I start? How do I get all this stuff up and running and rolling? And Matt, this is a major piece that I watch for a lot of people that come back and they they have, they have so many ideas. They have so much stuff. I was talking to a person the other day and she said, but when I went, my partner wasn't able to come with me. They had to stay back and, and run the office. And I was like the first one going to the installation. And I was joking. I said, did they come back and sunburn you with all their ideas and all their stuff? They said, worse. They said, during the installation, my phone was blowing up with, we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to add this and we're going to be doing this when we get back. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> where are you? Like, what's happening to you right now? And I think that that's everybody, even if they go their second, third, fourth time to an installation, they walk out of there with this huge list of stuff that they want to take back and implement and and bring into life in their business. And it's very common as to where do I start? What is the most important thing to implement first? What should I be putting my time and energy into? And Matt, I, I think this is a great topic. I appreciate this one being brought to the table. I should actually look who's, who submitted it while we're talking here. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Give the shout out. Yeah, it, it's a lot. You think about even just reading a book. How often has anybody picked up a book? This happens to me all the time. And you read the book, and you're like, oh man, this this book has got pure gold inside of it. I got to implement all this stuff right now. And then you finish the book and you sit down to start and you're like, 
uh, it's like trying to take all the furniture in a room and move it out all at the same time and it all just gets stuck in the doorway and you're like, well, uh, that didn't work. So I'm going to go do something else now. And particularly if you're a seasoned agent or you've been in the business for a little bit, you come from home from an installation and not only do you want to implement that, but you have business going on and you also have other habits and programs and systems that probably also kind of work for you that you're now struggling with. Well, how, how do I you know, amend what I'm doing that seems to be working okay to then go over to Ninja? The first answer I have to this is probably maybe expected, which is it depends. I mean, everybody can start somewhere different depending on where they are in their business. Well, that's a weak, weak answer, Matt. People want direction. Well, we are going to give direction, but I, I wanted to give the context that it's not a one-size-fits-all answer. So it is going to depend. Um, but there are some, I think, key things that you can do across the board and also if you're in specific positions. So Garrett, like, I think of flow as the first thing that people can start to implement in a certain way as soon as they get back from an installation. Just basically slowing themselves down a little bit and just planning out who they want to talk to. Get your database organized and say, hey, here's my raving fans. These are the people that I want to be in better flow with, starting there. I was going to say, I want to go one step before just flow. And I think it's your database. Mm -hmm. I think when you come back and you said it, your number one thing that you should figure out is, do I have a database of people, a warehouse of people that I can work with and I can start implementing all of these wonderful systems with? Because I do find that that is a huge breakdown for people as they come back and they're like, okay, I want to do all this stuff. They don't even have all the ways to connect with all these wonderful people. Well, I have a database, Garrett. I have my CRM says I have three thousand people in it. <laughs> Only three thousand. How am I supposed to flow with all of them? <laughs> what do I do? So this is fixing the database down to the people that are really the ones that you can apply the wonderful systems to. And this is again, if you don't take that time to. I love it when people, we've talked about this, print them all out, Yeah. sit down with them and really just start highlighting the names. You're like, oh, I know them. I know them. I know them. And then you need to bring them all together into one solid group. And when you bring them all together of all the people you know and they know you, now you have something to work with. But if you, if that's broken, it's like, it's like being brain damaged. Like I, Larry's, Larry, seriously, Larry used to say that your database is the central nervous system of your business. Yeah. If your central nervous system of your business is broken, guess what? None of the other stuff can work. That brain damage sounds a little strong, but that's where, that's where my brain was going. It sounded good. It sounded good when I said it. But that's, that's where I would lead to first, Matt, is that you got to figure out who your database is break it down to the people that you truly know, not just a, a place of tons of names of people that you've met for how many years you've been selling real estate and all the open houses and all the doors you've ever knocked on. It needs to be clean, concise. And if you were to come back from an installation and spend an entire week just honing down your database, so you had this nice, clean group of people, that will give you the platform then to launch all the other stuff that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that gets to dedicating time, right? And getting control of where you have the space and time to do that. And a lot of people come back from the installation, they get right back into business like, well, okay, well, when am I supposed to work on my database? This is 
part of the exercise that you go through in the installation is learning, okay, I need to plan out my week. I need to learn how to build the Ninja 9 into my routine. A way to start to build that practice and that habit is set aside one hour this coming week to work on your database, you know, full, or maybe as we said in the prior episode, use the Pomodoro method and set aside an hour that's going to be two 25-minute chunks to work on your database. Set the timer, 25 minutes, take a five-minute break, come back, do another 25 minutes. And there is no goal on how far you have to get. Just spend those 25 minutes and you can start with your A's. Or if you, depending on how your database is set up, whatever tool you use, start with the people that you're currently engaged with. Like, I think a lot of people make it so complicated. I, I'm going to start with all of these old leads. It's like, no, like probably you're going to be throwing those out anyway. Start with the people that you currently talk to and get them categorized. And then you can work your way back to the people that you're a little bit more distanced with or just do the alphabet A through Z. That's an easy way to do it too. Isn't it funny though, Matt? how fast people neglect the people that they know because they want to bring in these strangers or figure out these strangers that they've been cultivating over here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got these people. I need to figure out these guys over here. And it's like, no, go, go to the people that you already know and start working and applying all the great stuff, you know, to these guys. And by the way, there's a lot of business around these people. They need help with real estate. They have friends that need help with real estate. And these hoping leads over here, and I, and I think this is where people get lost in this, Matt. The hopeful leads that are over here, they've actually mentioned real estate. So they're like, oh, I got to figure something out with these guys over here. Like there's potential. Like, <laughs> right. they, they might be there. They came to this open house four years ago. Yeah, we can, we can make it happen. And then like, again, they neglect this group. So uh, before I forget, Abigail Cooper. Abigail Cooper, thank you so much for submitting this topic in here today. She is with MKB Realtors. And that's all the information I can get off of Facebook. We are not friends yet. We will be friends in a short while here, and I'll be able to tell you more about her. (laughs) But as of right now, that's all I got. So Abigail, thank you so much. Thank you for being part of our community. Thank you for the topic. And we're going to keep going here. Didn't want to wait till the end. Yeah. Thank you, Abigail. No, that's that's awesome. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned her because that's this is a great question. And so I think database is the first thing. And I will say that is universal. That's not an it depends. No matter where you are in your business, the database is the first thing. The next place I would go would be where is most important for you, right? And depending on where you are in your business, if you're new, it's I want to attract more business. Okay, awesome. Let's start to go towards live flow and taking this database and really starting to hit those frequencies and get our hot list and warm list developed. If you're, hey, I'm drowning in in business and I'm trying to handle it better. I'm struggling with buyers. I have, you know, listings that are that are I'm not in full control of. I'm I'm making business happen, but I'm I'm having trouble. I'd probably then pick, do we need to work on buyer process or do we need to work on seller process? And start to pick one of those apart. So the next, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure novel. He's like, okay, we get to pick where we want to go to next. Well, and I think it's it's a really good point, Matt, because we have everybody's kind of in there. Are you trying to create business? You know, are you coming out of the installation going, oh man, I got to figure out how to get a closing as fast as possible because the coffers are, are getting slim here. We need to get some business in the pipeline. So the difference of what you just said, which is, are you coming back going like, okay, I've got five listings going on. I got 10 offers currently happening over here. I got deals in escrow. 
and I'm supposed to implement what? Like, <laughs> where are we going to start? Yeah, it's like, wait, how do I? I got these buyers I can't even get focused on. I'm showing them a hundred homes, and they haven't made a decision. I don't have time to go. You know, I'm showing so much property. It's like, all right, well, we need to capture that time back. So we need to talk about the buyer process. The buyer process, yeah. We need to do a buyer consultation right away. If you're in a situation like that, then we can go get and flow with the rest of people in your database. Because if you try to do something that you don't have time for, or you don't think you have time for, then you're not going to do it. Well, and it's like, so again, this goes back to the choose your own adventure. I was just talking with somebody that as we can't coming out of an installation, they realize they have a really big hot list. They've got a lot of people that said they want to buy or sell, but they're all waiting. They're all in this holding pattern. Every single person we went down, they had a great excuse about why they're not buying right now, why they're not selling right now. And it's funny, you could hear the person like they, they owned it. Like they believe these people, like they've all said they want to buy or sell, but they're going like, you know what? They're waiting. And it's like, have you done the processes with them? Have you done the listing interview? Have you done the 10-step buyer's process? Well, no, I haven't done that with them yet. Great. This is your first steps coming back from an installation is to hit these with that group, figure out who your real buyers and real sellers are in there and help them move forward. A lot of people, Matt, and I was talking about like coming out that are like brand new, fresh, they need to grow and build their business. I would say, you know what? Get your database organized. And your probably next step is I got to be talking to enough people. And my number yeah. number one system is going to be talking to 50 people a week. That's my number one goal. I got to figure out how to do it. And I get creative. And you're going to have a couple of weeks where you're like, how in the world do you do this? And then slowly, you're going to start putting the pieces together and start being consistent every week, hitting 50, every week going over 50. And then you're going to hit 60. And you're going to do more than that because it's just all of a sudden you start getting in the flow with more and more and more people. That is another great way to come out of the installation. Again, get your database in order. And then I, if you want to create business, if you want to get your business like launched, that would be the next system I'd be focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. We're jumping all over the place here because Matt, you're right. This is like a choose your own adventure. Like what is the right answer? Yeah. Well, and I think on the other side of this, it's what should you not do <laughs> coming right out of an installation? And this is another choose your own adventure thing. Like, so for example... We talked about the the person who's got the hot list and how do I get these people focused? It's like, well, we need to do a buyer consult. Do I need my buyer packet all ready to go before I do that? It's like, that would be nice, but no, you don't. <laughs> Whatever you have right now, let's put it in play. You don't have to create all of the background work before you actually implement elements of this system, except for the database. That one's important. Right. <laughs> but Matt, I can't I can't do that. I can't do the listing presentation if I don't have a pre-listing packet to be able to send. One, yes, you can. Two, you have a pre-listing packet already. I'm sure we could just go grab a few pieces of paper and it's put together. Or there's a fantastic resource because there's this podcast that I've heard of, Garrett, called the Ninja Selling Podcast. And they did a full episode on pre-listing packets that they can probably search at the ninja selling podcast.com. And then they also, I heard these guys did a video of it in their Facebook group, which is the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. And there's examples there too. So you could probably get up to speed pretty quick. Who are these guys you talk about? I don't know. I, somebody told me about them and I, so I just, just thought I'd share. All right. Well, at least, they, at least <laughs> they know where to go. So with that, I mean, like Matt, this is a perfect point is like, you're going to find pieces that you'll be doing a system and you're going to find a piece in there where you're like, well, crap, I don't have that. It's okay. Well, what do we do with that? Well, it's okay. Move forward. 
this goes back into like that whole thing of like, I feel like everything has to be perfect before I can take action. No, you need to take forward action with these people. And there's tons and tons of questions in the pre-listing interview, you can start with right now. You can start with these questions the minute someone says we're thinking about selling. And you can say, tell me all about your current house and what's been your favorite part of living there. You know, If you were to live in your house for another five years, what are things that you would do to that house while you're living there? Just get comfortable with these questions and asking people and being interested and lighting up this deeper level of learning and figuring this out. And what happens is, and you'll watch this, you're going to watch these people go from, oh, that's a potential listing and them feeling like they're in, being pursued by a realtor to all of a sudden turning and coming towards you because all of a sudden you're asking all the right questions. You're interested in them and they're going, well, hey, can you help us with selling our house? Yeah, definitely can. And you, just, you want to start getting really skilled at all these little pieces, but don't wait for perfection. Perfection will come with time. I was saying this the uh, just the other day, Matt, I was on a coaching call, and my daughter just got her driver's license at 18. And by the way, I share way too much about my family because they tell me this all the time. They're like, I was out talking to somebody, and they're like, they knew way too much about your life, Garrett. <laughs> but my daughter at 18 just got her driver's license, and, and it was interesting watching her the day before going and getting her driver's license. And we were driving around town practicing, and she went to change lanes. and. In her brain, she's going the look, hit the turn signal, look again, then change the lane. This is what she was saying out loud. Look, turn signal, look, change lane. But there was a car there right off of the passenger side of the car. So she looks, turn signal, looks again, and all of a sudden, uh-oh, okay, what do we do now? There's no place to turn to. I can't merge into that lane. And you're watching her panic and go like, this isn't working. I, I'm, and she actually said, I don't think I should drive. I don't think I should be doing this. I think I, let's just stop. I just want to, I'm like, well, if you're going to panic, we better pull over and calm down for a second because I can't drive. <laughs> I can't have a panic driver driving me around. You're scaring me. Once we got her calmed down though, she all of a sudden figured it out, put the pieces together. We were able to talk it through and come up with a plan for next time to have better results. Step on the gas and go faster. Yeah. Step on the gas and move forward. There is an opening there. You will find one if you speed up enough. I promise. Just kidding. Do not take that as, a, as, as wise advice. I mean, unless, well, just a lot of disclaimers and legal things that just imagine that all came after what I just said. <laughs> we are not professionals at that part. Yeah. So, but with that being said, it's like, so that's a new driver learning to drive. Well, the next day they gave her a driver's license. And at that point in time, think of it this about, about like leaving an installation. You now have a driver's well, let's say you have a license. You get your certificate. You have your graduation. Yeah. You all of a sudden, you're going to this next step. And I shouldn't have actually used the installation yet. Let's just say you have your driver's license, just like you have your real estate license. Now you get to go take driving courses. You get to go learn more stuff. You get to go take things away from that driving course that now you have to go implement. And then you find this thing called ninja selling installation that you go to. And let's just say it's a really high level driving course you get to go to. Just because you go to that driving course, which... I've been to one. You go to them for a couple of days if you want to stay there and go through it. You leave there with better skills, but you don't leave there being a master at everything you learned. You take it home and you start practicing and working on it and going to the track and being better at it. And then you get to go back again and fine tune that stuff even more and continue to grow and continue to build. I think there's a lot of people that leave from an installation or any class and they want to just be able to go like, I got it all. 
It's all in here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to come home. I'm going to implement it. It's all going to be perfect and it's all going to work. And I want everybody listening to be like, anything you want to be a professional at, you're never going to come out of that going like, I've got the silver bullet. It's done. I don't need to learn anymore. I just need to go implement now. Everything in your life that is worthwhile, you've learned, you've implemented, you've grown from, you've gone back and learned and grown and implement. It just, it's a cycle that just keeps going. And mm-hmm. you're going to come back from an installation, your first one, and you're going to pick a certain amount of things that you're like, I can master this, I can master this, I can master that. And we're going to get good with this stuff. And then two years later or a year later, you might go back to an installation and you're going to hear new stuff. And you're like, you know what? 50 people is not a big deal. I got a great database. My buyer's process is just killer. I am struggling with the listings though right now. And we're going to master that coming out of time. That's what I want to take away from this moment. And that's the right approach and the right mindset to be within all this rather than I came home, I tried to do it. I wasn't able to do it. Darn it. All right, back to the drawing board. And we and I see it happen, Matt. And we see people coming into coaching yeah. all the time. We see people that get stuck in that loop. It's like, take a big deep breath. It's like my daughter going, I don't want to drive. I can't do it. No, let's not be that extreme. Well, I mean, that happened to me after my installation. I got stuck in loops and all those things. And one thing that I wish I did immediately following the first installation that I attended was just grab the systems that... I can read off of a paper, the pre-listing packet, the buyer consult, Mm -hmm. and just start using that. Really good point. And just start reading these things. That's one area where I see people wait, like, I need all these things, like we said, or they're just like, I don't want to, I'm already working with this person. I don't want to upset what's currently going on when it's like, all I have to do is pull out this piece of paper and read it. Like, hey, Garrett, would you mind if I take notes while we go through this process? Is that all right with you? Great. So tell me about the first home that you bought. Like it's that simple. Um, so I would say read those things, right, right in front of the client. I hear that all the time. How do I go back to all the people that I've been working with and fix this now that I know all this stuff? And it's amazing if you just sit back and go, like, hey, you know what? There's some questions that I've been wanting to ask you that I haven't been able to ask you yet. Do you mind if we go grab a cup of coffee? And it might be a buyer, and you're sitting down, and all of a sudden you're saying. Hey, like on a scale of one to 10, I've never asked you, where are you in the buying process right now? And all of a sudden you got people going like, well, actually we're about a six and your brain's going to go, oh, that's funny. That's why I've shown you 40 homes and you haven't written an offer. (laughs) Got it. All right. Wish I would have asked that one earlier. Oh man. There's, there's so many ah ahas that come from doing that process. And I'll say one other thing that is a stop doing after an installation is being attached to that outcome. It, it's it's a ninja philosophy that's taught in the installation. And there actually was a question in the group, I think, that was this exact question. Yeah. And we could build a whole nother podcast on this. But if you focus on... Here, here's something weird that happens when you first start using the ninja systems. It feels like you're slowing things down to a pace of being stuck in molasses. You're like, oh gosh, what did I do? I just brought my business to a screeching halt. I got this person on the phone, they want to go look at properties. And I'm telling them to come into the office for a conversation. Like, what am I doing? I got this person who who's like, come over, I'm ready to list my house. And I'm saying, great, I have about 15 minutes of questions to ask you. Like, what am I, I should be over at the house, right? I got to go. And that's where you take a moment and do slow things down. Because the results on the other end of this, and this is coming from, I mean, Garrett's been doing this a lot longer than I have. 
but we've seen it time and time again. I've seen it in my own business where it works really, really well on the back end. Like all of a sudden when things start going faster, you're in complete control of those things. It's like merging onto the freeway. It's really easy to merge onto Happy Street, let's just say, where there's no traffic, a nice little yield sign, and a lane for you to just pull right into without having to merge. Going nice and slow, easy to do. When you get on the freeway, it's scary. But if you've done the Happy Street merge enough times, the freeway gets a lot easier. Hopefully that may... I was trying to connect to your analogy. I don't know if that worked very well. No, no, it's good. And so when I look at like... And by the way, Janine Knutson, thank you so much because you wrote, don't get attached to the outcome. And since we're going down that path, when you can let go of the outcome... and Janine's awesome, by the way. Fantastic. Clarksville, Tennessee. There you go, man. Good job. When you look at letting go of the outcome coming out of the installation and starting to apply the systems, a danger zone that a lot of people can get into is they do a system and they go, where is the result here? Is it, did it happen yet? Okay, I'm going to try the system again. We'll try this system. We'll write some notes. Okay, did I get a result? Did anybody reach out? Did I get any? Okay, not yet. Okay, I'm going to do a lunch. And every single time they do a system, they're looking for the result. Let go of the outcome. Let go of the result. The results will come. I, I promise you, we've been doing this long enough. I'm well into 18 years of working with these systems. Matt, you're, I don't know how many years into working with these systems now. Like we know for a fact that when you do the systems, the results will happen. Funny thing is, is when you are looking for the results while doing the systems, you damage the systems. You actually damage the energy that you're putting into all these systems. So the best thing you can do is lead with an open heart, reach out, talk to your people, connect with them, take care of them, build relationships with them, and just continue. Write your notes, but don't write your notes with the, I know this is going to turn into business. Write your notes coming out of the installation with, I'm hoping I can really make someone's day amazing today. When you're setting up a lunch, don't set up a lunch going like, I know they're going to refer me. I just have this feeling. That's why I'm going to go to lunch (laughs) with them. Go to lunch with them because you want to learn about them and connect with them. The results will come. They always do. Just let go of the, I I hope that outcome is going to be there. Let go of that. It's okay. Trust it. Be okay with doing one thing at a time. Think about it this way. If you come out of an installation and you're like, gosh, this is something that's going to change my life and change my business only if I can get it implemented. If it takes you a full year to get a good portion of it implemented, and we're talking about a life-changing system, are you willing to put in that time to get a system up to speed? So maybe coming out, you're just starting with, I'm just going to get these 50 live conversations um, pulled together. I just want to get really good at interviewing. I'm going to spend three whole months just on that which we all know you're going to mix and throw other things in there over the course of a three-month period. But if you're like, that's the one thing that I'm going to focus on, imagine how good you'll be at interviewing in three months. And then you move on to another thing. And then 12 months later, all of a sudden, you have the entire Ninja 9 and your flow systems built out. And you're like, man, I'm doing great. Now I'm ready to really dive into the buyer and seller process. And then a year after that, you're a perfect 10 out of 10 on that, let's say. And nobody's a perfect 10 out of 10. But In two years' time, you have an outstanding rock star business that's bulletproof. The rest of your career is like easy. Yeah. Almost. You know, I mean, it's like you're ready for any type of market change. You're ready for any type of client. Then you're just building the life of your dreams at that point. It's worth taking that time and not. And so don't worry about trying to get everything 
implemented right away. It's installed in you. Don't worry. You're going to pull it out and you're going to get it on, on the field. And the, anybody who's been through the installation, we talk about the net forward energy ratio, which is basically the, the best example they use is an airplane trying to take off. And when you're in an airplane taking off, you've all experienced this. They're full throttle all the way forward, as much power as that airplane will possibly give so that they can rip down the runway and get off into the air. And then all of a sudden they're taking off and they're gaining altitude and they keep the throttle down all the way. And then all of a sudden you'll feel it and you'll get to altitude and all of a sudden the plane stops going up. They back way off on the throttle and they get to cruising altitude. And Matt, this is just what you're just talking about is that once you build that machine and you get it up to cruising altitude, it takes very little, one, to keep it in the air and to keep that momentum going at that level. There's there's very little drag on you. You're not trying to gain altitude. You just have this incredible business that just produces results. And that's where you want to get to. That's your goal in all of this is just to keep gaining an altitude, gaining an altitude, getting better and better and better every day. And as long as you're gaining altitude and growing, you need to celebrate that every single day. Don't beat yourself up. Don't rip yourself down. Just always be growing and being better. And at some point, you're going to find yourself at a really high altitude going, how in the world did I get up here? And that's, that's the win. That's the, big, that's the big win at the end. So yeah, I, this is a great topic, Matt. Yeah, I am, I am, by the way, again, super thrilled that we got a chance to go down this today. And I think a lot of people get stuck on it. And I don't know if you have anything else you want to add into it, but that's, I feel like we've... No, I think we, the, I, would, I would say probably the most important points to be thinking about depending on where you are in your career, when you, when you exit an installation and you reemerge into your business and your life, there's a lot of other paths you can go from here as well. And, and, you know, that's where (laughs) there's also other things you can do. You can get involved in mastery. You can start your own group inside your office to practice. You can get involved in ninja coaching and get one-on-one attention to help implement some of this stuff. Grab an accountability partner, if next time you go to an installation or if, if you're listening to this and you're about to go to an installation, make friends with someone there and be like, hey, let's hold each other accountable after this. And we can each pick one thing that we want to be, you know, work on following this and we'll hold each other accountable to do it. Use the people around you to help you go on this path and this journey. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful ride. So it's good to have friends. It's good to have like-minded individuals that can speak your same language that you can share in your struggles, share in your wins it will help you get to where you want to go. So Matt, really good point. Well, I will say thank you to everybody who's been on our journey with us today. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about Ninja and all the aspects of that, please go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to learn more about our coaching program, as Matt was talking about, please come and check us out at Ninja Coaching. You can also find us on the Ninja Selling website. If you want to learn more about the Facebook community that we've been talking about, go to Facebook. You can look up the Ninja Selling Podcast and you will find us and a whole bunch of amazing people that, you know, things like what we just got a chance to talk about today. I threw that up in one day. We had 44 responses on it. Not 44 topics per se, but... There were a bunch of comments. I think we came out of there. It's about a good 20 topics. So... Thank you to everybody who submitted those. We will be working down through the majority of them. Some of them I've already answered. But for the majority of them, we're going to be putting these into our upcoming episodes. And Matt, thank you to you. Thank you to everybody. We'll be back again soon. Yes, we will. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjaselling podcast.com. 
There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.